Our world is ever-changing, unpredictable, and highly distracted. Not to mention our emotions are constantly swinging us into exaggerated highs and lows. So how can we ride this roller coaster of life and still live steady and stable lives? Is it even possible? In today's episode, we're talking about consistent living in an inconsistent world. What are the advantages of consistent lifestyle and how do we achieve such a thing? As always, we're here to share our thoughts and experience on the topic, and we hope that these things add value and practical takeaways to your life. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And uh, we just want to thank you for listening. Uh, we actually do this for you. Uh, we talk a lot on our own, but, but we don't usually have microphones in front of us. So um, we are doing this for you. We are excited when um, people get something good out of these episodes. I don't know if you're like me or not. If you um, kind of chime in on the conversation when you're listening to podcasts, I know, you know, I do that and I just pretend that they can hear me. So you can just chime in, pretend that we can hear you. Um, but we really hope that you're getting something good out of uh, what you hear, even if it's just a nugget here and there. Uh, we know we're we're just three imperfect people talking, but um, but we've lived a little bit of life, and so um, we just hope that it speaks to you. So today's topic uh, is one that I did not even bring to the table, but it is something I'm excited to talk about because I feel like it's something I'm really working on in my own personal life. Uh, and that is consistent living in an inconsistent world. And um, consistency is just something that I've recognized in my life just just very recently, even uh, how there's some areas where I'm very consistent, uh, very, um, you know, routine or, or I just really have those things down. And there's other areas that I really Really don't. And I'm recognizing the fruit uh, of each of those things. You know, where I am not as consistent is where I am not reaping the harvest that I want. Um, so I am excited to get into this topic. Um, so are you guys ready? Yes. We are. Yes. All right. Okay. So does anybody have any opening thoughts on the topic of consistency? One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is the truth that where we're at right now is the result of consistent behavior. Yeah. Uh, whether that's positive or negative, and that sometimes can be a hard truth. But the encouraging thing about it is where we want to go or mm -hmm. the future that where we see ourselves, we can actually cultivate that and we can start putting behaviors in our life. We can start cultivating. I kind of love what you said earlier, Katie, about where the fruit of your life was because of consistent behavior. Mm -hmm. And so uh, cultivation is really... Or, or um, consistency is really about cultivation. And the point of cultivation is hopefully to reap a harvest. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to recognize that uh, where we want to go, what we want to accomplish, we're going to have to develop some uh, natural, emotional, spiritual disciplines and consistency to get there. Uh, there's no magic wand that is just waved in the heavens and supernaturally everything just falls into place without us partnering with heaven, without us partnering with that purpose, with that objective. And uh, it's so much easier preached than practiced, but it's absolutely necessary to accomplish a goal. You know, Katie, you're really into gardening, right? You love that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Well, if you didn't weed it and water it and do all the things that you have to do consistently, you're not going to have a harvest or you're yeah. not going to have pretty flowers to pick <laughs> yeah. or whatever it might be. And um, I don't like gardening, so I'm not consistent in that area at all in my life because that's not a goal. But when you have a desire or a goal and a dream, you invest into that and it always produces fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even talking about cultivation, you know, it is true uh, that it requires work. It mm -hmm. requires intention. It requires you showing up. It requires some sense of awareness mm -hmm. of what is happening. Um, and, and it really requires you to put in effort. Uh, and I just think, um, you know, in the, in the garden, in the beginning, um, because of sin, because of the fall, um, there was a curse put on the land that it would, that would be hard, but that was a curse. It, it work is not, the curse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Work is not um, a bad thing. Um, you know, 
So we have to really separate that consistency. Sometimes I think, you know, for me, if I'm trying to change a pattern in my life, it's a lot of work. And I think, um, is this worth the effort? Is this worth the work? And it's really a choice that you have to uh, make. And it's also recognizing that God put it in you to actually work at it, to actually work the ground. That is not a bad thing. That's not a curse. That's not even a sign of a fallen world. Uh, It's the way that he's made us is to push into something and to be steadfast and to be consistent and to really put that effort in because it is worth it. Uh, And he knows that for us. And everything in our society, in our world is, is, is seems like it's ever changing. Mm-hmm. And and that's why consistency is so important, not only just in general, but as a believer. Mm-hmm. I, I think of the the scripture in Second Peter, uh the first the first chapter is basically talking about cultivating the faith that you have. But in verse three it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Now think about that. Wow. He's given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Uh, I think sometimes in the church world, um, at least in the the camp or the, the, the environment, the church world that I'm in, a lot of times people are waiting on this new revelation to make <laughs> change in their life. But the truth is, if we would just root ourselves in the truth that we already know, the truth that God has given us everything that we need for godly living. Yeah. So if you look at revelation as a seed, right, what is the benefit of a revelation if it's never planted, if it's never cultivated, if it's never pressed into the dirt? Mm. And so in that chapter, Peter goes on to instruct Uh, the readers to cultivate the faith that they already have. It says to make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, Mm -hmm. knowledge, self-control, perseverance, and so on. So the point is that intentional dedication to the truth results in a harvest of godly living. So consistent living is not just like this self-help tip, right? It's actually part of our Christian life. It's a part of uh, being a Christian and cultivating the things that God has placed within us. And then at the near the end of the verse, it where where it was talking about uh, adding to your faith, goodness, uh, knowledge, self control. It says, "For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, this is this is in verse eight. They will keep you from being ineffective." Mm and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's pretty, that is so yeah. good, because <laughs> the, if the you think about that inconsistent world, <laughs> yeah. uh, the fact is we kind of live in a world, in a society today that is a microwave society. You know, mm. we want everything right now. We don't necessarily want to do all the things that you just said, mm. Joel. And so the fact is, I love in Galatians where it says, don't you grow weary in doing good, mm-hmm. because we add all those things to our life to give us the ability to do good, to do what God has called us to do. But the fact is we can do that day in and day out, and we might not have an instant result. Yeah. Okay. We can look at, man, it's been a week since mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Where's the fruit? It's been a month since I've been doing that. Where's the fruit? And that's what I said in the beginning, where we're at right now is through consistent behavior. Yep. Yeah. So if, if you're not liking and I know I, I use this example a lot in the podcast, but if you're not liking the fruit of your life, well, change what you're planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change, change uh, and even where Katie was talking about gardening and stuff, you got to pull the weeds out. You got to yeah. tend the garden. You got to give life to it. And yeah. so you have to put that that work. In, and I'm sure you enjoy gardening and that's why you do it. But I'm sure there are times where it is that chore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling weeds is no one's favorite thing. If it is your favorite thing, please contact me. I have a, <laughs> I have a garden for you. 
but yeah. And I, and part of consistency is showing up every day. And I think as a believer, it's important to recognize that God, we serve a consistent God, mm-hmm. that it, that is part of his nature as well. His mm-hmm. mercies are new. They show up every morning. His grace shows up every day for us. And so we are not just um, going along with the patterns of an inconsistent world that is ever changing. Uh, it's ever changing its ideals, its theologies, its worldviews that's ever changing, but God is consistent in nature. Um, And so just recognizing that as a believer, we are part of that consistent world. We can actually tap into him uh, and his grace does meet us every single day to walk this out. And then it is a choice for us to show up and actually embrace that grace to actually work out our salvation every single day to embrace those mercies. Um, And part of that is also repentance because I don't know about you, but I do not get this right. Um, Often I do not get this right. And so I get to run to that throne room of grace to find mercy and to find help to find grace in time of need. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's not a matter of perfection, but it is a matter of showing up every day and recognizing um, that this is an attribute of the kingdom to be consistent and to have that um, sure foundation, that steady Mm -hmm. foundation that we can always lean back on. Yeah. It kind of always bothers me when you, when, you know, I hear people talking about scriptures and they only focus on the negative connotation of it. But the idea is, oh, you reap what you sow. Like something <laughs> happens and they're like, well, you reap what you sow. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. there's also a positive side to yeah. that, which, yes, you reap what yeah. you sow. So if you take time to cultivate and you take time to be consistent, or if you have that end goal at mind, like, like Peter said, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, and so on and so on. And then it says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, Mm -hmm. listen to that, in increasing measure. So it takes that intentionality. It takes that work. It takes that cultivation. So yes, you reap what you sow. And so that's the beautiful thing about it. It's not just a negative connotation. It's if you take the time to press in to your faith, to cultivate the faith that you have in Christ, guess what? You're going to reap the reward of it. And then it goes on to say, Peter says, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. (laughs) That's so good because I really think a lot of times we aren't consistent. We don't do all those things because we really don't have a vision set before us. Mm-hmm. You know, without a vision, we cast off restraint. We perish or we we just do whatever we feel like doing at the moment. We cast off that restraint because we really aren't holding fast to that vision. And Katie, when you were talking about God being so consistent, he is so uh, committed to his vision for humanity. He's yeah. so committed. Uh, to be the savior, to be the healer, to be the deliverer, to be the one who uh, has established humankind to rule and reign with him forever and ever. He's so committed to that vision, no matter what stupid thing we do, he is not moved from that vision. And so in the midst of an inconsistent world where things are up and down and you hear all this negative news, if we hold fast to our vision, Mm-hmm. and we hold fast to truth, then we will reap if we don't faint, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. in due season, in due season, if we hold steady to that vision, and for me, a reason uh, in the areas I am super consistent in is because I am driven by a vision. I'm driven by a purpose. But for the things that are not all that important in my life, Uh, like dusting or something (laughs) like that. Uh, It's like, oh my gosh, it's been a month. I better dust. Uh, But that is not a driving vision for me to have a dust-free house. Does that make sense? So if if it's not important to us, we're not going to be consistent. But when something is really important to us and it's a vision and it's what God put inside of us, then that is that pro propelling force for us to be consistent day in and day out. And when we do mess up, we're quick to get 
back on course because really it is a driving force of our life. When we get disappointed sometimes, we're going, oh my goodness, I was hoping for this, I desire that, but... And then, but I get back on, you know, you get knocked off the saddle, you get back on the saddle because you have a vision uh, to move forward. It can be discouraging sometimes because uh, where I talked about before, um, where you're at right now is the result of consistent behavior. So you can look at your life right now and say, it's impossible. It's so ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, uh, like in Second Peter, it says that he, by his divine power, he has given you everything that you need. I know, uh, you know, sometimes I get on, I've, I'm not one that would garden or whatever, <laughs> but I like see the, the benefit of it. But a lot of times when I was like, let's do this, I was like, well, I don't have a, uh, any, any tools, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't have what I need. So I'm kind of disempowered to garden because... I mean, I guess I could go out and buy those things, <laughs> but I lose the energy because I don't have what I need. But right here in Second yeah. Peter, it says, you, by his divine power, yeah. has given you everything that you need. So if you're looking mm -hmm. at your situation, it's like, this seems impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, these these behaviors, these uh, the fruit or the, the harvest that I'm reaping seems insurmountable. We have to go back, go back to what he's promised us. He's promised us by his power, he's given us everything we need yeah. for a godly life, yeah. which is really empowering. And from that faith of believing that truth, then we build upon that goodness, mm -hmm. that knowledge, that self-control, that perseverance. And really, as you share that scripture, it makes me really think that it's really building who we are. It's, it's not just what we're called to do, but building who we are. Then that vision, what we're called to do, mm -hmm. is a product of who he has created us to be and our response to that. Mm -hmm. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think consistency really helps to build trust. It helps mm. to build trust with myself. It helps to build trust with God. It helps to build trust with other people. Um, for example, you know, if um, if God was this wishy-washy God, then I couldn't trust him. Be but because he is not a man that he should lie, he's not the son of man that he should change his mind, that means that I can always trust him. I can trust that mm -hmm. he is going to show up for me. I can trust that I can run to his throne, to the throne room of grace. Um, I can trust that he is who he says he is. And that's kind of, that's kind of a core to our faith. Um, but then to ourselves, you know, for me, I know in some areas of my life, I am really consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I am like, I, you know, start that's out, where the consistency is in the inconsistency. Yes, yes. Mondays are awesome. I start out a Monday with the best of intentions. And then by the time it hits Thursday, I'm thinking, well, we, we did pretty good. And then we just, I just, you know, reward myself or, or I break the pattern and that, and we just do this every week. So I'm very consistent in my inconsistency. <laughs> well, well, my wife will say in the, in the morning or, you know, in the evening preparing for the next day. So, so what's the plan for food tomorrow? And I generally say, well, my plan every day is to fast. <laughs> then halfway through the day is to eat keto. And by the end of the day, it's what's available. Eat whatever isn't there. <laughs> yeah. 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 But what that does, and I've recognized this in my own life, is I I have built a pattern even in my own brain that I don't trust myself. I don't trust that the decision I made in the morning is going to be is, is going to last through the whole day. Mm. And it really, it's, you know, it's, you know, kind of depressing, but it, you teach yourself not to trust yourself. Mm. And, um, that is, that is chaotic. It's, um, it yields results you don't want. Um, and it's, it's not a life I want to keep living in those areas, but what is great about that is just like I've trained myself that I don't trust myself, I can actually change the pattern. I can actually change that cycle with repeated, consistent effort. Uh, and I love that God actually created our bodies that way. He He created our bodies to um, have those habit patterns, but he also created those things that they can be changed. So 
like I said, I am working on this uh, every day and I'm trying to find tools and things that work for me. Uh, might be different for everybody, but it, I'm really, really, really seeing the benefits of consistency. Uh, and that is really fighting against feelings because feelings are not mm -hmm. consistent. Um, and, you know, that is, I'm just, not that I didn't know it, but I'm just facing it more and more and more is that, you know, the decision that I'm making in the morning when I feel good I have to stick with that. I can't just be moved by what I'm feeling in the moment. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I, you know, I'm bored, <laughs> whatever that is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a choice and it's a continual choice, but it will change your patterns um, over time with consistent use. That's really why we titled this podcast, Consistent Living in an Inconsistent World. You will be inconsistent if your focal point is things that are yeah. inconsistent. If you're looking at things that are ever-changing outside, it could be the news, it could be people's opinions of you. Internally, it could be your emotions. They love me, they hate me, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm a saint, I'm a sinner. Like all these things. If you focus on those things, guess what? You are going to be inconsistent because your focal point is inconsistent things. And that's why... Uh, as a Christian, our focal point has to be on the thing that is the rock, right? Yeah. Jesus is the rock. He's our focal point. And, and I love in the New Testament, you know, Paul does this where he's like, yeah, I know you're already doing this, but I'm going to remind you anyways. <laughs> and you can see that in this in Second Peter in verse 12. He says, so I will always remind you of these things. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a parent, doesn't yeah. <laughs> hey, my son Aiden is like, I'll say, yeah, I know. Well, if you know, you would do what I'm saying, right? And so Peter's like, I remind you of the things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. <laughs> And so there, there's a real truth in that. Like I said, Paul has said that in his letters, and you see this in Peter, where he said, listen. I know you know this. Mm. I know that you're firmly established in it, but I'm going to say it again. Yeah. I'm going to remind you again. I'm, and so the, as Christians, we need to meditate yeah. on things that are consistent. Yeah. We need to put our attention. We need to look under Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. That is how we remain consistent in an inconsistent world. We have to remind ourselves, and we yeah. do that by reading the word, we do that through prayer, we do that through speaking the truth, we do that through maybe cutting out things that provide inconsistency in our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you're really moved by your emotions, well, then fix your eyes on the thing that does not change. Mm -hmm. Fix your eyes on the rock, fix your eyes on the truth. Yeah. I think a key is being very focused on our emotions because mm. <laughs> our emotions are an ever changing stream. We just never yeah. know where they're going to go. So when we make our decisions by our emotions, we will be inconsistent because they are inconsistent. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, it can be hormones. It can be yeah. the weather. It can be uh, something we heard on the news or a phone call we just had. And we can have a great day and the phone rings and we hear a negative report and our emotions plummet. So the fact is our emotions will be up and down. Yeah. I mean, that's just a part of life. There mm -hmm. is no one who is living a life that, it doesn't have the temptation to step into fear. It doesn't have the temptation to worry. It doesn't have the temptation to just chill for a week, a month, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. And so there, there is a battle that we face internal. And I, I love uh, the scripture when it, in James where it talks about, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So our emotions will waver, but mm -hmm. if we're really putting our faith in God, that is a decision we make. That's a choice we make. And when we make a choice, our choice does not have to waver, even though our emotions will. And a lot of times we look at our emotions as truth. And if we believe our emotions are truth, then we won't trust the faith that we actually do hold. Mm -hmm. Okay, Melody, this is where you're feeling right now, but what do you really believe? Yeah. 
What is truth? And so I have to go back to the truth. I have to go back to, as we said in the beginning, Katie, you said a consistent God. Mm -hmm. Uh, a consistency of who he's called us to be, a consistency of vision. And so that kind of helps me confront emotions that are up and down. And I begin to trust truth rather than trust emotions. Yeah. Because they will lead me astray. Yeah. And and so where is, what is when I trust truth, it's I'm walking in wisdom. Because mm-hmm. wisdom is one of the greatest things to confront emotions. So now I'm making decisions based upon truth and wisdom, not how I feel. Yeah, that's really good. And our emotions are the result of consistent behavior. Yeah. Po- yeah. <clears throat> because you see people that seem like they're not moved in almost any situation. Well, I believe that's part of them cultivating. Yes, it's practiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cultivating that uh, that strength or that uh, resiliency with with within them. Um, and so, like I said, sometimes you can look at your situation and be just overwhelmed by where you're at, but just start taking the little things, start uh, putting your attention on the thing that remains consistent. And I believe through time, it's going to to change for the good. Yeah. And what you said earlier in that verse about the reminders, mm-hmm. to me, that is so key. I live my life based off of reminders. It astounds me how fast I forget things. Like mm-hmm. it, it really does. I think that's a product of culture um, and, and just, ha- you know, habit having too much in my, in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, literally I will say, okay, Katie, as soon as you finish this, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Five seconds later, I've completely forgotten about it. So mm. reminders, I live my life by them. Like, mm. and I'm learning, I need to have reminders for everything. So I've just added breathing to my reminder <laughs> list. Like I, this should come naturally, right? But I'm having to put on my to-do list every day, you need to focus on your breathing. And just having that on my to-do list has helped me to do that. Of course I breathe, but now I'm talking about intention. I'm trying to add intention into my life, into my routine, drink water, (laughs) drink your water. Um, And so I just think that's so huge, whether it is a natural thing or a spiritual thing. I know in times of my life, I have had to over and over and over and over and over again, remind myself of a truth. And I think we can say generally like, yeah, fix your eyes on Jesus, but what does that look like? So Having those reminders can be, you know, okay, Holy Spirit, what is a truth that you want to drive into me right now? And then it is just a constant, consistent, whether you have to set a reminder on your phone, whether you have to write it down a hundred times, whether you have to just say it for 30 minutes straight, whatever it is, is constantly having those reminders in front of you. And I don't think that ever stops. You know, we do mature, we grow the muscle memory, um, but we also leak. And so you just constantly have to be in that state of meditating on him. We, that's where the praying without ceasing, it's a constant conversation, um, between the father and, and us. So I'm just saying those reminders are everything. They're huge. Um, it wasn't just Paul to one church. It's, all the time. We need them. We live in an inconsistent world. We have to be very, very intentional about staying consistency. And reminders are a big deal for me in helping me to do that. There are so many voices. There's so many distractions. There's so many interruptions. There's so many demands on our life. Uh, And this is for everyone because we live in such a technological world that there's so many things screaming in our ears. And I too do that. I live by my to-do list. I have the one you set me up with, Katie, you know, and I don't want to promote certain programs, (laughs) but I have daily do this. And I wake up in the morning and there's at least 10 or 12 things that I do every single day. And honestly, if I didn't have that, I would forget one or two of them. And because some things I'll get up and I'll do them and I like, oh, okay. And then I go back, oh my gosh, I forgot that one and that one. But just going in and checking them off my list every day causes me to be consistent, not because Melody remembers it all, but because I have done those things Mm -hmm. uh, one time, daily do this. So it's always on my morning to-do list. And 
And those things really help me because my brain can only handle so much information. And it's not because I'm lazy or irresponsible or unfocused or any of those things. It's just when there's so many demands in our life, we need to put our priorities, the important things just before us and recognize that there are so many awesome tools that we have in God, in technology in whatever, I put in my, hey, read your Bible every morning. That's like my top one right on the list. And I go in and look and go, oh my gosh, I do this every morning and I forgot to read the word. I'm going back and I'm going to get that done before I do the next thing. And it helps me uh, because I'm not beating myself up because I forgot something, but it helps me to remain very consistent when there's only so much my brain can handle. Yeah. I mean, if if I don't put my deodorant on at a certain <laughs> point in my daily routine, it's just not going to happen because I <laughs> it's not on my list. I forget. Um, but one other thing that might help uh, if you're not a list person, just to let you know, when you check off a thing on a to-do list, oh, you yes. actually get a dopamine hit. Yes. <laughs> so it actually, you are, you're getting feel good chemicals in your body just from doing that. And you, you're, you know, you will become addicted to that. And so Hey, for me, I know I get dopamine from lots of things from sugar, (laughs) but if I can get it from good things, because dopamine is not bad. Those feel good chemicals are not bad, but we need to be getting them from the right things. Um, now, yeah. now you guys are both list people. Yeah. Oh and my I commend goodness. you for it's that. It's a high, <laughs> checking them off. Oh, it feels so I'm good. I'm a list person January 1st. <laughs> and Your it, birthday. <laughs> usually your birthday, you start a list. <laughs> yeah, well... I get that app out, right? <laughs> and so at the beginning of the year, New Year's resolutions, and it usually lasts about a month and a half. And then I go back to my evil ways <laughs> of listless living. <laughs> so what is something, because I, I, we're similar in some of these ways, but what is something that has helped you to stick with something, to form a new habit? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just throwing that on you. You are. You don't have time, but so so repeat the question again so, so I have it right. Yeah. So is there something that is there some motivation or um some vision or something that has actually worked that has helped you to form a consistent habit? Yes and no. I mean, I, I think we're similar in the way of like I'm an extreme person. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like uh if I'm going to, you know eat right, it's going to be extreme. Oh, yeah. Right? And so uh, I don't want to say I've struggled with consistency in my life. Uh, like my mom was like, I'm giving up sugar. And then she just She's never ate never it again ate for again. 20 years. <laughs> like that's awesome, but the, that's not me. Mine is like, I will never eat it. And then it's like a month later. I don't yeah. know. It's like I... I make extreme choices and then I backtrack extreme, you know. Um, In some areas. Yeah, and I'm talking more practical, you know, um, you know, diet-wise or, um, you know, uh, just other things like that. But maybe in a spiritual way, Mm -hmm. it all comes back to what do I fill myself with? Yeah, it's true. You know, what comes out of me or... um, and I would say in, in my faith, in my walk with the Lord, I think that has been super consistent. And that doesn't mean that I haven't struggled. It just means that I remain consistent in the struggle. Yeah. And so uh, that that goes back to I, maybe values, yeah. what I truly value, uh, what I invest into. Um, yeah. That that's what it comes back to. I think because it holds eternal value, and it is like the source of our life. Without that, how 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 could we live? How could we love life? How would we have hope in the midst of an inconsistent world? There has to be that bulwark of strength. There has to be that that depths of truth and and knowledge. It's like no matter what I face, uh, the fact is. The kingdom of God is a stable uh, foundation that the moment I move away from that, I'm miserable. Yeah. If that isn't the 
seeking first the kingdom of God, when when I seek first something else, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about dopamine, but there are negative ke- chemicals. And if I pull away from the most important things in my life, which is my God mm-hmm. um, and, and the advancement of the kingdom, then I can feel that inside of me. And I'm a person most miserable. Yeah. So I run back to the source of my life. So I think that's why we're really consistent, as you just said, Joel, when you said it, on value. What do I value the most? And so you value your health, and you do pretty good, Joel. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I can. We could cut this out later, but I remember (laughs) listening to this comedian talk about um, dieting and stuff like that. And basically, the punchline was he thought that. Fear of death would have caused him to eat right, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thought that would have been a more motivating factor, but it really wasn't. So, yeah. Anyways, it is, it's it's an addiction. Food is just as much an addiction as yeah, anything else, for sure. Oh, and I I love it. Was it Paul who said, "I'm addicted to the ministry of the saints"? So, if we're gonna have addictions, let them be good, <laughs> good addictions. Good for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I. I'm propelled, I'm inspired, there's fulfillment, there's a sense of significance. Whenever that is there, that drives us to be consistent because really there is, that. it's a godly addiction. Yeah. Isn't that right? God so loved the world, he is addicted to valuing us, you know, yeah. if you want to use that term. Yeah. Not just to benefit self, but because the love is so great. Yeah. I think in spiritual things, that is just everything for me is that rec- is recognizing that he is a firm foundation, that he is consistent. Um, there's many, many, many names for God, but one of my favorites is that he is a strong tower and that he is a rock um, because no matter what, I know that I can rely on him. I can depend on him. And one of my favorite parables is the one where um, the, the wise man built his house on a rock. Um, and when the rains came and the winds blew, the house mm-hmm. was not shaken. And then it goes on. And of course, um, the man who built his house on the sand, the, the house crumbled under the weight of the storm. Wow. And I just remind myself often, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And as humans, we try to figure out the best ways to live life and and all of these self-help tips. And you know, some of them are helpful. Some of them are great. But I just keep reminding myself when it comes down to it, the bottom line at the end of the day, all other ground is sinking sand. Yes. If I do not build my life upon the rock, upon the firm foundation, uh, who is Christ and Christ crucified, all other ground is sinking sand. So that is just one of those reminders. It's just, you know, the, a parable in, in a sentence form. But I just remind myself, you know, when I get into a swirl or when I can't figure out my life or where I'm messing up over and over again, I just have to say, okay, he is consistent. If I keep my eyes on him, then um, I will remain steady, remain stable on the rock. Uh, and even if I stumble, I know I can always get back up and he's not going to change. He's not going to turn his back on me. Um, he's going to help me walk in that stable path. So well, when a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. Yeah. Right? Because our God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he remains yeah. faithful. Yeah. You know, it, no matter where we're at, no matter what we do, right or wrong, the bottom line, it's not by our works of righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's according to his mercy. It's according to his grace, his His ability functioning in us. And really, that is the truth. It goes back to, Joel, what you said, the thing that you really are consistent in is your walk with God. And it's not because we're perfect. It's because he is. And mm-hmm. we do have faith in who he is. Mm-hmm. And we always have a place to run to. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about reminding yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I want to remind you of that in in verse 3, in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, it says, By his divine power, he has given you everything that you need for a godly living or a godly life. And that also reminds me of Galatians 5.22. But the fruit Mm -hmm. of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, remember how we connected consistency and harvest, mm-hmm. 
that they're tied together, but the fruit. And what is the fruit? It's a product of relationship. Yeah. It's a product of cultivation. It's a product of intimacy with Jesus. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about consistency. Mm-hmm. We're talking about consistent living in an inconsistent world, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So one of the manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit in our life is Mm long-suffering. That sounds pretty horrible, (laughs) long-suffering, but it means to be patient. It means Mm -hmm. to endure. It it means to remain faithful. So the idea is to to remain true no matter the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a lot like consistent living Mm -hmm. in an inconsistent world. I love how the Amplified uh, adds, it says patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really mm-hmm. good. So long suffering is not just how long can you suffer. Yeah. It's the ability to w- not only it's not it's not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, notice that consistency or consistent living is related to a harvest, which is a product or it is a product. It is a fruit of our relationship with Holy Spirit. So is consistent living, is that just a self-help tip? No, it's no. actually a biblical truth yeah. that when you are connected to His Spirit, when you cultivate that relationship, the fruit of it is actually consistent living, remaining true no matter the circumstance. Yeah. Like it said in in Second Peter, by His divine power, He has given us everything we need for godly living. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And so if you look, what is the opposite of that? That is fear. Mm -hmm. And when, once again, we're driven by emotions, we're driven by fear. And God said, I haven't given you that spirit. Yeah. I've given you power, Yeah, uh, which is our choice. Yeah. And that comes when we're led by his spirit then we will make powerful choices to be consistent, mm. uh, to make powerful choices to align ourselves with God. Mm. So he's given us power, love. That's my whole reason to be consistent because I love God and I love others and that motivates me. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to a sound mind. That's a sound, disciplined mind. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the word patience, Joel. And when I studied that out, it literally meant not being moved or swerved from your deliberate purpose. Mm -hmm. So while we're waiting, we're holding steady to that purpose, even though we might not see the fruit, even though those cucumbers aren't on yet, Katie or (laughs) corn or whatever it is that you're planting, you know that if you remain consistent, you're going to have a harvest. Mm-hmm. It might take a few months, but you're going to have that harvest. And you've seen it year after year after year, so much so that you love doing what you do and you get excited about your gardens, community gardens, <laughs> all those other things, because you have seen year after year, this is what it produces. And now you're not just doing that just for you so you can can and do whatever it is you do, whatever that is. <laughs> but um, you can tell I know nothing yeah. about cooking or canning or growing, but now you so invest into the community that there's all this produce that anyone in our whole entire valley can come and get free good produce. Yeah. So you you are not being swerved or moved from your deliberate purpose even though you have you know you're going to wait for that harvest. But your faith is there. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid because you know that if you remain consistent, there is going to be that harvest. And I I think that's the thing that makes us consistent. But the bottom line is, we know there's natural laws. You know, when you plant a seed, it's going to get a harvest. But we also know that there's spiritual laws, Mm -hmm. that when we align ourselves with heaven, heaven is going to be made manifested. Yeah. And even, you know, continuing down the the garden path here, um, (laughs) but I think it's it's worth noting with consistency that the methods 
um, mm. are not always going to be the same. So good. Because even, you know, in caring for a garden and planting seeds, uh, yes, you plant the seed that is the same every time, but how you care for that seed is dependent upon the conditions. Um, it, it we have weather mm-hmm. <laughs> to to um, contend with. Weather is not consistent. Life is not consistent. The world is not consistent. So the how you care and how you tend um, for something is, is not always going to be the same. And there's things that come try to come in and rob. Your harvest, yep. like deer. Deer are a problem. <laughs> we and do groundhogs. Have that groundhogs. That's a big one. <laughs> we just had to decide if we were going to have compost because we have bears in our area. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Oh but so there's always these factors that are un- inconsistent, they're uncontrollable. We can do nothing about them. So we have to be adaptable and um, flexible in the way that we do something. But the thing that's staying consistent is the end goal, the purpose of how we're going to get there, the reason why we're doing it. Um, and I've been reading the book of James a lot. It's just so packed with with wisdom and and these principles. Um, but I, I just want to read a couple of verses. James 1, um, 4 through 8, it says, but let patience mm-hmm. have its perfect work. This mm-hmm. It's just, I could, I'm getting so much out of these verses. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete or totally mature, lacking mm-hmm. nothing. It says that verse, and then it just keeps going. It says, and if you lack wisdom, ask God who will give to you liberally and without reproach. Mm. I love that because yes, our goal ultimately is this consistent living. Patience to maturity is working it out until we are lacking nothing. We're completely perfect. But he says, hey, if you lack the know-how, if you lack the how to Mm. do this, come to him, ask. And I love how um, firm it is. It says that he will give to you liberally and without reproach. And then, and then it keeps going. And I was really struggling with these verses right after that. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea Mm -hmm. tossed and driven by the wind. Um, And I just thought, okay, God, you just said you're going to give. If I ask, you're going to give, but it sounds like I have to be perfect in order to ask for help because you're saying, well, don't doubt Mm -hmm. or you're not going to get any results. And then the revelation kind of hit me that it's, uh, I have to recognize that I'm not wavering in who he is. Mm -hmm. It's not the how, the how can change. We we can always go to him and ask for the how, because that is, it's variable, but he is the same. He is the one that does not change. Um, So I just love that. It says, don't don't doubt in who he is because if you doubt in who he is and you try to go find your solutions somewhere else, if you go try to find consistency in an inconsistent world, mm-hmm. you're going to waver. You're on that sinking yeah. sand. Um, so the consistency is in him. It's in the consistency is knowing that when I plant a seed, it's going to reap a harvest. Mm-hmm. The how I care for that seed might change, mm-hmm. but the principle of who he is, is the same. Hopefully I didn't lose. No, it's good. It's good. I I think it's really important to point out here is I think sometimes in the religious realm, we think of consistency is doing the same thing the same way Mm. all the time, never changing, Mm. sing the same songs, whatever it is, we're going to do this religious thing over and over and over again. And that is what it looks like to be consistent As a Christian, I disagree. Yeah. Right. I actually believe Christian consistency is adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I mean by that is what is consistent? My sheep hear my voice and a voice of a stranger they will not follow. Mm-hmm. So what is consistent is leaning in and pressing in yes. to his voice, pressing into who he is, pressing into the truth of the word. That is what remains consistent. Um, and so he might have us do things that are out of our comfort level. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, if you've been following Jesus for any period of time, you would realize that he doesn't have a problem getting you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So when we talk about consistency, we're not saying that we have to do things the way that they've always been done. We're saying, no, what is consistent is fixing our eyes on Jesus, looking mm-hmm. unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is what remains consistent. And the how-tos, 
might yes. look very different yeah. from situation to situation, but what remains the same is what our eyes are fixed on. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. back to the gardening, uh, gardening in Pennsylvania, I'm sure, is much different than gardening in Texas yep. or Florida. Every region has a zone, and you have to garden based upon your zone. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, I know nothing about that, but it... <laughs> So that's so good and so true. And and so we do change. And and even as you share that, Joe, it really touched me because I am I've held steady to my purpose in God based upon my knowledge and understanding of that purpose for 46 years. But the fact is, how that is done is very, very, very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to live in front of a computer a lot of times, whether it's writing books or doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Uh, but there wasn't computers 46 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so how we do what we do, the types of songs we sing. Oh, I remember, you know, when you first started leading worship, what, 20 years ago, people were like freaking out because it was not hymns. It was. I don't think we ever did hymns in our church. No, we probably never did. Uh, But we did what were uh, Hosanna, integrity. Yeah, like (laughs) this is the day that was. Hey, my goodness! I who cannot sing was the worship leader in the beginning. So we definitely needed to change, (laughs) and not just uh, what was done, but who did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but it's so true. You you give your best where you're at because there is a solid, stable uh, God who has put a purpose and a plan and a goal and an objective on the inside of each of us to invest into our world. And I don't believe I have swerved from what God put inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, there was times I had my ups and downs because of the fear of man and different things. But uh, the night, you know, I had an encounter with the Lord, I cannot walk away from the one who gave me life. And that's been consistent for 46 years. But boy, how I've done it, how it's looked, uh, you know, the processes and I'm doing things today I didn't even know would ever exist. And so really, it's a beautiful adventure, but you know, on how we do things, what we do, and the direction that we go. But our our purpose in Him remains the same because He remains the same inside of us. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So every person listening, they're going to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And we have no place to make a judgment of somebody else's how. Yeah, exactly. And especially because we are in an ever-changing culture, there can be this temptation even in the church to keep up with the culture of the world. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to do that either. <laughs> you right. know, the, the how is going to look very different. You could go into a church. I could go into a church that every week they show up and they say the same words. They say the same prayers. They sing the same songs every week. But if the presence of God is there mm-hmm. and that's what he's calling them to do, then they are they are being consistent, not religious, but consistent mm-hmm. in what God's called them to do. Whereas, you know, somebody in the cutting edge of culture, um, if that's what God's called them to do, then that's what God's called them to do. So again, just the how changes, but the who is what is most important here, the, that main purpose. So we talked most of this episode on the benefits of uh, consistent living. So just real quickly, I just thought we don't have to go into in depth, but my my innovator brain needs to hit this aspect. So what are some of the drawbacks of inconsistent living? What are the drawbacks of uh, what I would like to call roller coaster living going on the highs and lows? And that could be emotions that could be whatever. So what are some of the drawbacks? And I'll start out. uh, So I'll give you guys time to kind of process through it. But uh, Katie, you brought this verse up in James one. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. So perfect in scripture is also referred to maturity. Mm-hmm. So let patience have its mature work that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So one of the drawbacks to living inconsistently, inconsistently is delaying maturity. Yeah. Yeah. And then in verse eight, uh, James goes on to say, they are double-minded and unstable in all they do. 
So I, I feel like it's really important to point out some of the drawbacks or some of the signs that you're living inconsistently because maybe you're like, well, this is just the way it is. And if we could just realize, well, maybe it's because we're living inconsistently and we address that area, we could fix some of those inconsistencies in our life. So I would say one of the signs of living inconsistently is delayed maturity. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I think one thing would be, it would be hindering me from giving my highest and best, Mm -hmm. that I'd always be living subpar Mm -hmm. uh, to my potential, uh, as well as, you know, what I bring to the table, my purpose. Uh, I I would really live kind of a passionless life uh, because if I'm not consistent to what God put inside of me and I'm not giving my highest and best, if I'm continually uh, in running the race, getting out of the race, I'll never cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just be frustrated and thinking, you know, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, God's not answering my prayers. You know, it would it would plunge me into fear. Mm-hmm. It would plunge me into doubt. It would plunge me into shame. Um, well, we're... we're- inconsistent living plunges you into all these things. Wow. Yeah, because I never get to see who he really created me to be. Mm. And, uh, and you know, my heart hurts for people because whenever they believe that they're not Well, good I think in- one of the reasons why there's fear is because there's no security. Right. Yeah. Because when you, you kind of talked about this earlier, Katie, is like when you remain consistent, and you persevere or you press through, it not only brings security to you, but to those around you. Yeah. And so when you are consistent, it really confronts fear. Yes. And fear is the thing that literally sabotages us mm-hmm. from not just knowing who we are, but what we're called to do. Mm. And one of my big passions is my heart just really breaks for people that are kind of lost. Mm-hmm. They don't see their value. They don't see that they have anything of value to bring to the table. And that really breaks my heart. But I believe it's going back to all the reasons why we want to stay consistent. It's because Mm -hmm. of a very consistent God. But when a person can't see God, who he is, and what his highest and best looks like for us, then it's very hard for us to connect and to be able to give our best in the world. So it it hinders, you know, our quality of life. Yeah, I think another sign of being inconsistent is a consistent unfulfillment. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if the target is always changing, mm-hmm. right? If the mark is always changing, well, you're never going to hit the mark. Mm-hmm. You're never going to hit the target. And so that produces this consistent unfulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so one of the benefits going back to the benefits of consistent living is that you're more effective in hitting the target Mm -hmm. yeah, to pursuing after the thing that you're going after or uh, reaping the harvest that you're cultivating. Mm -hmm. That's really good because it it says in Proverbs that many are the plans of a person's heart, Mm -hmm. but it's the Lord's purpose that Mm -hmm. prevails. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, this isn't fulfilling. I'll try something else. That's not Mm -hmm. fulfilling. So I'll try something else. And we end up with 20 different plans or 20 different visions. And Mm -hmm. you can't fulfill them all at one time because I'm groping to find fulfillment. And none of those things satisfy. So we don't remain consistent because really it was birthed out of our plans rather than his purpose. And I bring this up a lot um, in our conversations on life exchange, Uh, but so much of the church world has focused, we pursue after calling, we pursue after purpose. But I would say our pursuit as a Christian is Christ. And from that flows those other things. Yes, very good. So if our attention is on calling purpose and all that stuff, the plans that you make... Um, it's, it's not, uh, it can be very discouraging, I believe. Uh, so I think as a Christian, our goal, our target is always Christ and those things flow from that. Yeah. It talks, uh, in, uh, Romans about, we are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's 
that's our goal line. That's that's. And you discover the, his purpose through relationship. Yes. Through connection. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. So, Katie, do you have any uh, drawbacks or to roller coaster living? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just an exhausting way to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was just telling a friend. Uh, I just just was saying, you know, I've had times in my life where I've had much more on my plate. But, um, but I was able to handle it. And right now I just, am, I'm missing, there's just a rhythm that's off. Um, and I just think that's what it, I think we were created for rhythms. I think if you look at your natural body, mm-hmm. if your heart is not beating in rhythm, if your mm. lungs are not breathing in rhythm, even by a small bit, um, then something is off. Something's not functioning according to its proper design. And you look at so many things in nature and science, we were created for rhythms, Um, and so I think it's just finding those rhythms and when those rhythms are off, you are going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel worn out. You're going to feel like you're, you're working extra hard and you're not getting that fulfillment. Your, um, your tank's not filled. Um, there's just so much, um, there's so, there's so much drawback to not having that consistent life. And so I think it, um, for me is just working on finding what those rhythms are to keep me in health, um, to keep me, um, filling myself to keep me pouring out, um, just all of those things that we need for a healthy life, um, internal and external. It just comes down to finding a proper rhythm. When things are out of rhythm, they're, they won't function properly. Yeah. And James, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I'm, I'm one that we, we try to go to like, uh, amusement parks with our kids and, Mm -hmm. I mean, I enjoy roller coasters, but I get super nauseous. Yeah. I mean, I would love... Actually, my kids, I don't know if they enjoy them, but I want them to enjoy them. So <laughs> it's kind of like, we paid for this, you're getting on this. you know. And even though I still get nauseous, you know, um, I s- try to get on them, but it's kind of like, do I want a rough day yeah, after this? Or, yeah. uh, so I said all that to say this, uh, talking about motion sickness. And so... Uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I was thinking about motion sickness. And one of the ways that I've <laughs> learned to deal with motion sickness is they talk about finding, uh, focusing on something in the distance or focusing on something that remains stable. Yeah. Mm. And so I think that's really uh, a great example of this topic because sometimes when we're getting you know, inconsistent, we're, we're feeling motion sickness because of the inconsistency. We have to fix our eyes. We have to uh, put our attention. We have to put our interest of the thing that does not change and what remains consistent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember being on a whale watching cruise and I get, (laughs) I get super seasick and I just sat there. I kept going eyes to the horizon, eyes to the horizon, eyes to the horizon. We went on a, when we, when Erin and I went on a trip to Hawaii, she wanted to go deep sea fishing. We didn't catch any fish and she was in the boat curled up in a ball (laughs) the whole trip. So I don't think, uh, I, I think when we went on another trip, I forget where it was. She's like, what do you think about whale watching? <laughs> Same result as probably deep sea fishing. So I did the whale watching thing. I'll never do it again. It was horrible. And I don't know anybody who's done it and has actually seen a whale. Oh my so. gosh. And I did the Dramamine and everything and it didn't help. It but was bad. That, we can just bring that back. That just shows an inconsistent life, an inconsistent world makes you sick to your stomach (laughs) it's not pleasant you're tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine or whatever you know we joke about it but it's it is really true yeah (laughs) yeah so let's end with this uh we won't have time to talk about it but how how do we live consistently in an inconsistent world first you have to identify what is constant we talked plenty about that uh the next thing is set your eyes on a target uh, the next thing is find good ground to plant yourself in. Uh, it, it's it's interesting in Psalms one it talks about blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, uh, who who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And so it talks about that he delights in the law of the Lord, and then it relates him to being like a tree. Yeah. I mean, you can't really get more constant constant yeah. living than a tree. But when you think about a tree, it's 
constant. It remains the same, but it's always growing. Uh-huh. And it's producing fruit. That's it does good. not move. It's not uh, not every day. It's not getting planted in a new spot, right? Mm-hmm. It remains there. It's kind of crazy. Like when when a storm happens, you know it's a real bad storm. By you're like, yeah. look at what happened to the trees, yeah. Yeah. right? So they remain constant. Or like uh, when you were a kid, you saw this tree, and then you go back, and you're like, it's still there, but it's like ten times the size. Mm-hmm. And so when it talks about uh, blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. It, it refers to them as a tree and producing mm-hmm. fruit. So find good ground to plant yourself in. And lastly, and this could probably be its own episode, is let us not grow weary while doing good. Yeah. Because the truth is when you are consistent, when things seem chaotic, it can, it can be... Um, definitely uh, discouraging, mm-hmm. but uh, if we remain faithful, if we persevere when we struggle, we will see a good harvest. And I want to end with, let's go back to in Second Peter. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. So we encourage you guys, uh, to set your eyes on Christ because mm-hmm. he's given you everything that you need. And I, we encourage you to cultivate that relationship. And there is plenty of advantages of living consistent in an inconsistent world, even though it might seem difficult. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, as we've talked about this, you know, we, we could keep talking and talking, but I hope that you've really gotten something uh, good from this episode that you can take away and apply to your life, even if it's just in one little area. Uh, we are continually growing, uh, just like those trees, we're continually growing and maturing. Uh, all of us. And so uh, we really do hope that you got something good here. Uh, and if you um, think it was good, we would love it very much if you would rate and review uh, the show and share it with your friends. When you share um, the podcast on your social feeds, that just helps other people to know that it is exists, that it's out there and for them to uh, get something good for their life as well. So until next time, um, have a great day. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.